0: Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 70. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this program. Thank you so much for joining me as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and the many modalities of helping each of us find balance in our individual journeys. We're always excited to meet those who are on the leading edge of creating change on this planet. Today, our show is... Creating a balanced environment for children. Now, at any time during this live presentation, you can feel free to ask a question or make a comment by scrolling down on your screen and typing it into the comment box. Or, if you prefer, you can dial into our conference line at 323-476-3997. Your ID is 607-393-POUND. And if that went by a little too quickly, not to worry. During the show, those numbers will show up on the screen. Today, we have a very special guest with us today, someone that's very, very dear to our Yoga Hub family. Um, She has been part of our faculty for our Virtual World Yoga Meditation Conference since 2010. And she was also the first on our Yoga Hub TV channel. She is actually the first, very, very first episode of Trinity of Life. And we're so honored to have her back here again with us. Um, She has been a, a... Kripalu trainer and uh, teacher. Oh, I'm sorry. She is a trainer and teacher for Creative Kids Yoga, a Kripalu yoga teacher, and a former elementary classroom teacher for over 20 years. And she's continued her passion for teaching the young and old techniques to transform their stress into greater calm and vitality. That's why she's on the show. (laughs) You know, she continues to strive to help us become more mindful and happier and healthier in our lives. she has also authored a book, wonderful book, Creating the Peaceful Classroom: a 21st century wellness guide for teachers, students and parents and she continues to teach her workshops and uh, also continues her private practice I would love to share with you and welcome our wonderful guest, Sandy Bothmer.
1: Hello, Sandy. Hello, hello, hello. It's so nice to be back again. My goodness, I was just thinking about that first experience and here I am, number 70. Number 70. Isn't that amazing? Lots has happened since number one. How yes. wonderful.
0: Yes, wonderful. yes. So it's and like time for you to come back and share all that you've mastered at the next level. <laughs>
1: okay, well, I'm very, very happy to be returning to you mm-hmm. and uh, speaking with your listeners. Thank you for inviting me once more. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you. So, Sandy, in, in this, um, I'm sure a lot of people uh, may or may not remember Episode 1. Can you just share with us your history and your background so they all get to know you a little bit better?
1: Sure. Let's see Oh, how to begin. Um, I guess the, the way to begin is just to say I, I originate from the Chicago area, moved east, to southern New Hampshire. And part of my teaching career started in um, actually Massachusetts and then went back to Illinois, where I'm from, and then back to uh, now New Hampshire a few few years back. Um, During that time, I taught different levels, uh, preschool and first grade and and third grade, which was my love. I could Mm -hmm. always uh, do whatever I do crazy things and and graders would love to do that. But then I I did leave the teaching profession as in the elementary classroom, decided it was time to try other things. And I went into um, energy healing work and um, also yoga kids yoga, which was my first training, and then into um, adult yoga. I'm currently working um, to complete my um, integrative yoga therapy training. That should happen in November. I'll be done Mm -hmm. with that. So I seem to have a lot of different hats that I wear uh, from time to time. It depends (laughs) on the day, and sometimes it depends on the time of day which hat is put on, Um, but I, I really find that uh, everything is connected. And um, the book also came in there. I forgot about that. The book came in there in the, in the middle of all of these things, <laughs> which was a, a gift to me. And um, I'm so grateful for that opportunity that I had. So, yeah, I, I, um, I'm, everything's connected through the heart. That's the way I see it. All heart-centered kinds of activities and work that I do.
0: Mm, mm, Lovely. And and clearly, (laughs) clearly that's been your focus, you know, from working with the young and now just completely sort of spreading yourself out there. It's amazing.
1: Well, it's there is certainly every age group is a little bit different. And, you know, it, when I work with threes and fours, I have to be extremely flexi- flexible because I may decide I think we're going to be doing something on, uh, on the floor and all of a sudden everybody's up. So we have to change gears. And it's like it's like tuning into them and moving with them and forget the plan. Even, <laughs> with, even with my adult yoga classes, I sometimes have to forget the plan just mm-hmm. based on what I observe and, and I'm witnessing at that time. So we can move in a slightly different direction. Mm-hmm. Never know. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Makes it interesting. Makes it (laughs) interesting. But you also
0: work now with special needs uh, uh, clients as well.
1: I do some of that, and um, I have some kids that I've worked with that have been on the autistic spectrum. Um, I have had an adult young man on the autistic spectrum with no language, and we do his yoga. It's Dan's yoga, which is very different from what you would see in a regular classroom. So yeah, I I work with all different types Mm -hmm. of people on the the spectrum, really. Um, Lots of times with anxiety issues, and that seems to be quite prevalent. These mm-hmm. days, with kids, mm-hmm. and of course, it is with the adults too. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. it's everywhere, unfortunately. Yes,
0: yeah, Yes, is amazing, yeah. isn't it? Just like, yeah, like, like where did that all come from?
1: I know, I know. Well, I think it's a lot of what's happening in the world and the way things are in our country with the economics and how. Sometimes families have been thrust into a situation of loss of jobs and illness. All those things come together. and uh, I know that in the f- the school district that I had been working in, they, they do see a lot of kids with anxiety mm. coming in, and you know, little kids, I was in a k to three school, primary school, and that's that's pretty young should <laughs> be mm-hmm. seeing we all We all have stressors for sure, but when they pile up and you know. That's when I think it gets to be a problem, and kids pick up, kids pick up on what they are around. Right. In the classroom, it happens, and I would say at home, it happens also.
0: hmm. hmm. Very much so. Um, so, so, Sandy, creating this environment that we speak of that is balanced, and and um, you know, as a parent now. <laughs> and and also a volunteer at the school every day. You know, I I and uh, my awareness is really heightened. Um, I, I become, you know, very conscious of what's happening around me at all times. And I see, I I see a lot. I mean, um, and so much so I see parents and teachers really, really wanting to do their best. Um educating the child you know creating the space for the child and you know here we are parents running back and forth working picking up our child doing homework you know and creating that that flow and then the teachers of course with I'd say on average anywhere from you know 24 to 28 30 students in their class with no extra help um well, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, where where do you say that we can start? That we can begin this process of creating this environment?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's unfortunately all true. Too true in many places. Um, you know, I think if, if we're talking about at home, and, and we can also relate this to the classroom. I think we, at home and in the classroom, we need to create a space. Uh, the classroom space, the home space, that has uh, the ability to nurture and support. So, okay, so what does that mean? That means Mm -hmm. having it be a place that's um, balanced as far as how you arrange things. That you have, you don't Mm -hmm. have clutter all over the place. I mean, I was like the clutter queen in my classroom and quickly learned that I had to put things away at a certain point. I was so busy teaching that I didn't always put away. But, realized along the way that, you know, that creates a sense of uneasiness mm-hmm. in myself and certainly in some of the children. And if you start to think about children who might well be on the spectrum um, or have anxiety issues, I mean, that's making it worse for them. Mm. So creating that space that, that um, allows for easy movement, um, that is balanced as far as how we've arranged things. Those kinds of things, the lighting—you know—as much natural lighting as we can have, um, providing our children um, a special place where they do their homework. Mm-hmm. Where this is this is where you go, and this is what this place is for. And and it may be, especially with young children, they need to have parents nearby. Mm-hmm. So, and it's also important, I think, for them to be in in um, furniture that fits them.
0: Oh yes,
1: you know because. <laughs> you know, ergonomics, you know, they get have their feet on the floor and have a desk or a chair, and it could be just in the corner of the dining room that they have their little space, which is close enough, or in the kitchen, say, close enough to where a parent would be to be able to help out. If there's, you know, if there's other siblings around, um, you've got to watch what the noise is. Is there music playing? Is that bothersome? You have to also tune into what you're seeing. So I guess I'm saying it's a combination of how we create the space in which we live, which is important. Having, you know, live plants around is also helpful. And then um, how that's used with the child. I mean, if they're doing homework and they're having trouble concentrating, well, then you need to say, okay, what's going on around here that might distract my child from getting at what needs to be done. Maybe they just need to move a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. you just put some uh, Philip Sousa music on and march around the dining room table a little bit to wake up, <laughs> and then turn it off and say, "Okay, now we've had our break. Let's see how our brain can work now." <laughs> I mean, do you know it's so it's. Um, I don't know if that's helping or not, but in the classroom, it's the same kind of thing. You have spaces within the classroom, and you have spaces that are for quiet things. You might have a lot some rooms, depending on how many students they yes. have. You're talking big ones. They may not have spaces for a little library area. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be um, a computer area. You've got to think about how do I use my space? How can I best arrange it to um, make it easy? You mm-hmm. know, how do I arrange my desks so that people can move in and out one year, I had, well, in the classroom I had, it was 26 students, which was a lot in that space. And I, have, I was able to have interest centers and tables for, to work on things. And the kids, the first day, one little girl said, oh, Mrs. B, she says, we're like sardines in here.
0: <laughs> and, it, and
1: it was true. I had to take out, all, you know, at least two um, tables that were center tables so that I could make space because mm. they couldn't move. Really, between I had and I actually had long tables of desks. I didn't have them in rows, but I wanted I had space. It was just hard to move without touching someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and if you have a kid who's sensitive to touch, or he hit me, you know, and it was an accident, I mean, right. you couldn't help but bump someone. So, really being cognizant of your space and how can I best utilize that space to make it safe and to make it um, suitable. Mm-hmm. for being able to function to be able to concentrate and to do their just their best work that's what a kid's job is a kid's mm-hmm. job is a, is a student and they go to their work which is school and they are there to do the best learning that they can do so we mm-hmm. need to give them all the advantages we can at home and In the classroom itself, to make that happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, And and I I keep thinking, oh, at home. hmm."
1: What if we? (laughs) It's
0: like, "Hmm," it's you know, because as you very well know, my home is my office. So, so even the dining room table has has my business on it and things like that. And uh, wow, when I can have that back, I am so glad. (laughs) <laughs> I know. And, it's, you know so, so, you know, it's, it's resorted to the kitchen area, of course, the little breakfast table. Um, right. What do, you, what do you think about the desks in kids' rooms?
1: Having them in the room? Yeah.
0: You know yeah. how, how uh, parents plan the kids' rooms with a desk in it so they can do their homework in it?
1: Right, right. Yeah, you know, I think that may well... Depend upon the age of the ki- child and mm-hmm. how, a- how able they are to uh, focus and concentrate and not be distracted. I mean, if the room is full of their toys and their favorite things, that could make working more difficult. It does mm-hmm. give them maybe a quieter space, perhaps. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of waffling on that because I think it's a lot might depend on the nature of, of a kid. Right, and how they work, and what they need to be successful in completing their work. I mean, more than likely, along the way, as they get older, they'll be able to handle that. I mean, kid in high school is probably going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, have music blaring on in their headphones, and they, right. yet they can they can concentrate. Right. I mean, I could not do that. I was one to needed silence. I had to have a quiet place. I was one,
0: I was opposite from you. I, I, needed, I needed, not blaring, yeah. but I needed the music. Yeah. yeah. And it triggered something in my brain that I could actually yeah. absorb.
1: So there, there you go. I mean, you know, we're two different people yeah. as our children and so many different um, uh, types that... Um, Parents have to be tuned in, and I think that's a big thing of it. Parents need to be uh to need to be aware, to be observant, mm-hmm. and to know their child. Mm-hmm. And, and and in today's world, it's it's hard to have those minutes to really be able to know. And right. and that's that's the dilemma I think that a lot of families have. Mm,
0: yes It. it, it is uh, and especially if you have more than one child i i can't <laughs> yeah. oh one needs this environment the other one needs the other environment oh uh, yeah
1: so you mm-hmm. hopefully you can you know if it's a two parent family that one can maybe help one and one help the other mm-hmm. because of the two parents there's probably different styles also yes possibly and that one child would be more suited with one parent than the other, as far as doing the homework. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I mean, if we ever knew the responsibility that was uh, expected of us, we may never have children. The right. human race might not exist anymore. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> but I, I think I, I do believe that through the generations, that has evolved into a different spectrum now. Because you know, when when I know when you know I was growing up, you know, yes, the parents work; they came home. They Cook dinner, you know. Did you do your homework? Yes. Whether you did or not, yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I I do believe that there's a certain level of consciousness today, yeah. Where people are choosing to sort of go. Okay. Well, I would like to be involved with my child. Yes. You know. I have to work all day. I mean, I, I know for 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 us, you know, it is that way. Yes, we yeah. work all day, but that time that we spend with a child that grows so quickly. It's, it's, even though right. it is homework and it is uh, stressful, <laughs> it can be very stressful, Yeah, um, you know, but it is that time. It is that time that we are sharing with our child.
1: Sometimes I think that's maybe the only time that can be found because the homework has to be done. Yes. And so what the child is learning from you is that you care. Yes. And that you're supporting him or her. And and knowing that, you know, if they have problems along the line, you've 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 established and set up a precedence that, yeah, mom and dad are there for me. Mm-hmm. And I can count on them, you know, coming in and helping me if I need to. So mm-hmm. that's beautiful. And and I would agree. I know in my own uh family I I see a lot of uh care and concern. And, and time spent, you know, there's a family day, my son and his children have a family day uh, on the weekend where they, act, they do get together and do something special, and there's the homework, so yes, <laughs> it's a good thing. And hopefully most families are, are of that mindset. But
0: it's, it's very interesting, what else have seen is the, um, the teachers who are very strict for example, you know, they're very precise in the work that they want done, in the responsibilities of their students. The children love them.
1: Well, I, I would say that that's, there's, they've set some boundaries. They have expectations, and the kids know what those expectations are. And because they, you know, they it's, it's really clear. So when you're clear, you know, there's no wiggle room. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. this is how it is. So I would I would guess that that would be something that, you know, for a lot of kids really need that structure. They do need structure. It's like they need to know what's going to happen during the day. That's why in most classrooms you'll see a class plan for the day because they need to know this happens, this happens, this. And heaven help, if something gets in the way, they will tell you, well, well, why can't we do such and so? Well, because we're having a school-wide assembly or something, and well, are we going to get to do that anyway? You know, I used to have that in my classroom with centering time. We always centered after we came in and I got done with attendance and all those things that had to be done, and we came into circle and, and had our class classroom meeting and centering time. And, oh,
0: wonderful. Oh, they
1: missed the centering. If we had a, you know, first thing in the morning you had to get to the uh, assembly, mm-hmm. there was a lot of you know, commotion about well, what about centering, so mm. I knew that that was a really important piece of their day because it set the tone right. set the tone for how we were going to move forward and and approach our work. Mm. Mm. doesn't mean to say that we didn't have to you know go back and maybe quiet a bit again to be able to get to that place to be able to do good work, but right. it, yeah and mm. and on some level, which i don't know that they could articulate they seemed to recognize that it was um, helpful. It was important for getting them in a quiet place to be mm-hmm. able to move into the day and and get at their work, mm-hmm. which I found interesting.
0: That's that's yeah. wonderful. Yes, because uh, I, I can I can see. I mean, as an adult, and and you know, as we we practice yoga and different things in our life, and, and energetic medicine is always about that grounding, that yeah. stillness before you begin. Right And um, is there a specific, um, when they come into the circle, were there specific techniques that you would work with them,
1: Sandy? Yeah, well, some of the time, it would, of course, depend. Mm-hmm. Um, we would do a, a focusing activity. I might have a, a plant mm-hmm. at, um, that I would put in the center, like a fern, say and uh they would be invited to just gaze at the fern or they could softly close their eyes and the fern was there because some kids well some families prefer that they not do that so I have to honor Mm. that not close their eyes and uh yes there was an there was a situation in the upper school where that was an issue and so once I (laughs) got wind of that I thought okay I just want to be safe with all this because we're just relaxing but Mm. for some families that didn't Feel right. Uh, so I had mm. that fern, something to look at. And, uh, and we would just sit quietly and focus. Now, there would be those children that would go into Gyan Mudra, Gyan Mudra, because they had parents that they knew did yoga, and they would sit there like that and with a nice long spine. There would be the kids that would giggle and laugh. But over time, because it was new, they learned that this was a, a stillness piece. Sometimes we would take, we would have um, some paper and a pencil, and we would draw. And so we would look at that fern in the center and draw from where we were sitting what it looked like to us and then complete that piece and then just walk around the circle and look at everybody's drawing and to notice that the drawings looked different. And why did they look different? Because they were seeing that same fern from a different perspective. And then Mm. you could talk about how we how we see life, how we see situations, that we see it from our perspective and not necessarily someone else's, which could, you know, get you into any kind of conflict Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. resolution or something like that. So that would be just a, you know, way. Sometimes in the circle, we had, I had um, shells or stones and I would just, to make it easy, I would give them each one and they would hold that in their hands and just sit quietly and connect with that. For that stone, Beautiful. as a, as especially even put it up to their heart. I mean, you could do that also. Um, so that would be one way, and and then we might do some breathing techniques. You know, just to be able to relax. I might teach them just how to breathe in and out slowly. Um, with children, I'm trying to think, eight or younger. I probably wouldn't get into a really um, involved description of how we. We breathe in the three-part breathing. I might um, use a a beanie baby or a little boat or a rubber ducky on the belly and have them with a partner so that one is the breather and one is the observer. So the observer is watching to see if that beanie baby went on a ride with the belly going up and down (laughs) as you breathe in and out. Or or ride the waves with the boat or the rubber ducky (laughs) riding the waves. Um, there is a breathing technique that's uh i would do that would be um just to release um energy if mm-hmm. we're kind of wired up and too noisy or whatever and we would we would just breathe in and puff out and puff out and puff out until the the breath coming out became soft and lighter than it was at the start mm-hmm. and that's that's good for all of us if mm-hmm. we are you know feeling a bit un, anxious or, you know, just jittery inside, nervous, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those would to be.
0: Wow. And, and uh, that's wonderful. That's really... So this would be almost like a 10 or 15 minute quiet time, really.
1: Well, it would depend. I would have to, you know, I, I usually didn't spend more than 15 minutes at circle time. Mm-hmm, so circle maybe, time. It, or my community, I guess I called it community meeting, classroom, <laughs> whatever you want, you know. I But, um, Yeah, I mean, if you're drawing, it's definitely going to take longer. Mm -hmm. If you are just um, focused on what's ever in the middle, it could be a vase of flowers. You know, um, it would be much less. I mean, you got to look at the age of your kids. I think it's Eric Jensen that says um, children can only sit as long as they are years old. So if that's the case, a six-year-old can maybe handle six minutes. Think about that in a regular classroom. You know, in the classroom, and mm. how much sitting there is. They really need the movement to help their bodies, you know, and to help their brains work.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So um it would depend, and I would have to know, you know, what the day was like, and what else had to be done, and what was my focus. Right. What did I need to look at?
0: Wow, and it's it's so funny that you say uh, say that. It's not funny actually. It's um, uh, here here we're speaking about okay if they're their focus is six minutes and they can only sit for six minutes. And now the schools have cut out phys- physical education. <laughs> so that, yeah. it's like, okay, yes, you have your recess. Yes, you have your lunch hour. But that physical education where it's connecting, you know, point in to point B in the body. And
1: <laughs> so, that, so you're saying, is this at your child's school? There's no physical education? Uh,
0: most, of the, in, most of the inner city schools, yes, in California. Uh, Yeah, they do. I don't know if you know, remember, but there was a time where there was the phys ed teacher, and he would take class after class on the schedule. Right. And once a week or twice a week, they would have physical education, whether, you know, not just dodgeball and everything, but teaching you how to tumble or, you know, doing the stretches and the warm ups and things like that, even if it's for the lower grades, half an hour. Right. You know, the teachers yeah. are expected to do that now. Uh,
1: so that just adds another piece to their plate, which is very, oh, yeah. very full. It's yes. um, it's it's very difficult, I think, these days. It was difficult at the time I left the classroom. Mm. And I, I sense, and from some of the people that I still know teaching around here, it's the same thing. There's more and more added and, you know to the plate. Yes. Now here we do have physical education classes. I can't remember how often they have it. Mm-hmm. Certainly they have it once a week, but they only have one recess whereas there used to be as I recall, you know, the lunch recess and then um, I think there was a morning recess also.
0: Yes. So yes. that there
1: was more time to move. So, you know, that so what's going to happen or what is happening I hope is that, you know, teachers can t- make little mini movement breaks. I mean, you've got to mm-hmm. have some movement, even if it's just standing up um, behind their desk and, you know, stretching. And there's a wonderful program created by Anne Green Gilbert in Washington State mm. um, called Brain Dance. And she um, is a movement educator. And um, any of those movements, actually I've written about her program in my book. So if anybody was interested, they could look there. It it, it goes through the um, movement development from of a child from birth to I want to say 18 months to two years. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what the ending is. But it, it all the different movements that we make uh, as we are maturing in, in our movement development are gone through in this program. So you can pick one exercise and just get up and have them do that. For example, um, one of them would be um, reaching out and curling in. So it's core, coming in, to distal, moving out. That's mm-hmm. a movement that is an infant plays with as they reach out into the world to discover there's, you know, more around them. So it's out mm. and then come in. So any one of those kinds of activities could certainly um, be, be done in between things or during transitions. So you have to mm-hmm. kind of get creative as to how to do these things. I used to, I used to have a magic egg and the magic egg lived underneath the desk, every child's desk. So when they, that first week we, we had to find this magic egg. Now egg, now you had to be careful because some children are very concrete at that age yet, and you know if they're reaching under there and there's not a real egg there. Yes. So so I would say it's an imaginary egg, and even then I would have to go over and show my hand, you know, and say. It's here. See, just imagine that there's an egg, and I would just dip it in to their hand. And then we would use that egg. I would put music on, and we would hold it in our hand and let it lead us through the room. So I didn't even move the chairs and the desks. We just moved around. We tossed it and caught it and tossed it and caught it, and under the arm and under the leg and anything I could think of on the elbow. And, oh, they were also told that if it dropped once that that was okay. But any more than that, there would be no other eggs. So that sort of alleviated the kids that, you know, some of those little boys that are all fiery that take the egg and splat it on the floor. (laughs) No egg, I can't do it. Put it back together one time. So just, I mean, that's a little bit of an imaginative thing, but that's great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And they will do all these things, you know. I mean, now a fourth or fifth grader is not going to do that. However, set for a second, third grader, will do that. But you know what's interesting is is even
0: the upper grades. I mean, for us, we uh, in the acting world, it was called theater games. Yes. The imaginary yes. theater. I mean, well, your, your imagination and you're allowing it and you are just change it from an egg to a big mud pie.
1: Exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. I take those words back after I've spoken them because it's all in the way we represent something. So, with the older kids, you just go at it in a different way yeah because, absolutely,
0: absolutely because it's true. i think uh, even I know that for me, it opened up a whole new area in my brain to be able to intake mm-hmm. a certain level of awareness, timing, yeah. you know the yeah. the perception of what something was and and yeah. yes i we played I played theater games with my child since I can remember at at one we're throwing mud back and forth and goopy things (laughs) and and you're just like like it's goopy you can't just hold it "Uh, and it's amazing (laughs) that expansion of of, um not just creativity but but the mind is 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 so pliable to be able to take it in it's beautiful
1: i love that Yeah, and they can transfer that to other things. If you're getting vocabulary in there, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: you're getting, you're moving the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. there's a lot of
1: problem solving.
0: I'm sure the parents must have really missed you when you left. (laughs)
1: Well, I hope they do. Yeah. <laughs> <hope that> <laughs> oh my did.
0: goodness. That would be really wonderful to to have teachers that would implement things like that. Creative. Very creative. Well, you
1: had to figure out even then there wasn't as it wasn't as rigid. It became more rigid by the time I left, but you just had to kind of weave it in and just know that they needed to have some way to release yeah. some of the energy. And then you have that lethargic part of the day. Mm-hmm two-ish where you know everybody is slumped and their heads are on their desks and how, who can who can think and create and produce things when they're in that state of being right. so you know they need to have different things that we can offer them that our parents can offer them and mm-hmm. say you know Joey when when you get this way at school remember how we did this before you know so so as parents uh i think it's important that we're modeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: um these ways to take care of ourselves so that our, t- our kids are seeing us use these things that help. Like, I can give you an example in my classroom, and you could apply this to your home. Um, I had a spot that was called the thinking chair. And the thinking chair was for when you decided that you weren't going to follow our agreements. So we had agreements that we all created that first week mm. of school. There were probably five. And that was about how we were going to be in that space. And we all did our hands. We made a cut out of our hands and colored it. And the girls would have fingernail polish, you know, pretty pink <laughs> and rings and all this kind of stuff. And they would plaster around. So you would say, so Mary, I noticed that you have forgotten about our agreement. You need to go think about that for a little bit. And when you feel that you're ready to come back and join us in a good way, then I'm happy to Have you here? Mm. So it was putting responsibility on them for their behaviors, for their actions, and not saying, Oh, you body girl. You know, it's more like, Oh my goodness, I just see that you forgot. Mm
0: -hmm. Everybody
1: Mm -hmm. forgets. so think about it a minute. And so that was a place that, mm. um, and that actually comes out of Responsive Classroom Program. Uh, they Different people call it, one of the men in uh, third grade teachers that I worked with called his the think tank. <laughs> 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 it's very mannish, I thought. So um, it was a thinking chair and I had it decorated and whatever. The and I would put chair. myself in it, and I would just say, oh, my goodness. I said, I am really getting uptight. I think I better go sit in the thinking chair. And the kids would be like, what is she doing? She's going in the thinking chair. But, you know, if I did it, they could see. And then one other quick anecdote it made me think I was just breathing. And uh, apparently I looked pretty rattled one day. And a third grade girl in the back of my classroom said, Mrs. B, don't you think you need to breathe? And I <laughs> said, you know what? I think I do. Thank you so much. <laughs> so it was apparently I, you know, looked like i needed to relax a little bit and she had remembered that we did breathe when we needed to relax and reminded me <laughs> that would be a good idea so that's when you know that you've made an impression that that what you've taught has has caught hold and has been integrated when they start telling you you need to take care of yourself and how to do it <laughs> that's great
0: i mean that means that their awareness is just so open yeah. and heightened yeah. To, and to be able to pay attention to that, that's yeah. amazing. That's wonderful. What a great story.
1: The other thing I, I just thought about as as I'm saying it again was just her, um, her sense of, um, I guess, um, being comfortable in our space, that she could say that to me mm. because I think it might be hard for a kid to say that to whoever the adult is or the teacher. So as I'm repeating this story, I'm thinking, well, that's a good thing. Because she said it kindly, and Mm -hmm. she said it in a way to try to help me, which Mm -hmm. is what I was trying to instill was an environment in which we care about each other, and we're there to support each other and help each other, whether it be me helping them or them (laughs) helping me or Mm -hmm. them helping each other.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Create
1: that kind of... uh, nice um, connection within uh, the community that we created. We were called, I call this the Bothmarinis. My, my children, my students were called the Bothmarinis. The Bothmarinis. Marinis. <laughs> so I welcomed them to my classroom, which I called Both Marini Land. And so that kind of started us off in being, you know, our, our little group within the larger school community.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> that
0: was your planet,
1: was planet. yeah it was yeah
0: yeah um so so uh, j- that's very interesting what what you just said about the the children um how they were aware of your state of being as well and how wonderful that you didn't take offense in it you you know that i can see some some teachers and adults kind of going, what? <laughs> yeah, right. You're telling me to do yeah. what?
1: <laughs> well, you know, obviously a person has to be, feel comfortable with what or how they behave and how they act with their parents or their students, I mean, or their, their children. And not everybody would, would work in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt it was also important that we have mutual respect Mm-hmm. So that, you know, if it were done in a different way, it wouldn't have been acceptable, perhaps. I mean, it could have been done in a way that, um, but I, I, I like to think that we had that groundwork set at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that started with creating that space right? that felt safe. And felt nurturing, felt supportive, and we had our agreements. We we worked together as a group. We worked in small groups, or I forget, very small groups, because at that age you can't have too many, and then brought all those ideas together, looked where we had the overlap and what those agreements would be, mm-hmm. and then we could get rid of some things because we had the same, mm-hmm. and then break it down. What are the five most important ways that we need to be with each other for this year in Rothmarini land <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or in yeah. Mrs. Carlson's classroom or wherever. Right. Uh, oh my so goodness. I think that that process of, um, um, you know, working together, mm-hmm. working together to create those those agreements um, helped a lot because they they had an interest in it. They created Absolutely. them with guidance from me. Obviously, as the parent or the teacher, you have certain ideas that you know you think are acceptable so it's your job to guide them in that way so that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so if one of the things is treat each other with respect you know they might not say it that way but you're kind of leading it that way yes so that's 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 because you're in charge of your space Mm -hmm. you are the parents or you are the teacher and you have to have have it work in a way that um you know you can live with and and Mm -hmm. support your values yes so the same kinds of thing can happen in the home Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can come together I mean maybe you have maybe you have a family meeting Mm -hmm. about um how how, what is a family and and um what does a family do how can we have a happy family what would that look like how should we be with each other you know those kinds of questions and involve the children in that discussion
0: Yes, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think, and, and also I think it's very, um, it's almost invaluable and in that, uh, uh, I know as a child growing up that we were not just part of the, the discipline or part of the growing up was participating and being responsible. Uh-huh. So from even five years old, three, four, five years old, um, we had our responsibilities, you know, yeah. this, this room is yours. You have to keep it as such, you know, every week you have to dust it. You have to vacuum it yourself. You have to, you know, make your bed every morning. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting how certain disciplines really create such a foundation of learning right. with the daily life, you know, daily life of, you know, bring your dishes to the sink or, yeah. you know, really helping out. I mean, right. Um, it's the respect of, if you drop something on the yeah. floor, you have to clean it up, and here's yeah. how you do it. Right. Um, whereas, you know, um. it's, it's lovely when it's done for you. <laughs>
1: right. It's not that nice? Yes.
0: Right? Yes. But, right. Um, I, I don't, you know, how do you feel about about that, uh, Sandy, about, uh-huh. you know, the common daily occurrences, you know, you, you about creating that environment, but that... What if the child has to take responsibility in also creating that environment?
1: yes, and i I think that's a really good point. Um, it is where they're they're living they're, yes, you're helping create that, but they have to help keep it and maintain it. Mm. they have to help with and and having those set chores and being expected to take. and then it's always age appropriate. Yes. you know you're not yes. going to ask a 3 year old something to do something that you would ask a 10 year old so and and i think that instills in them you know that sense of responsibility and they can then take that into their school work into their future jobs into anything they do that Mm -hmm. yeah that you you do something and you're responsible for what happens if you spill like you said you spill something you clean it up and you're teaching them those as you said you're teaching them those lifelong skills Mm -hmm. they're going to have to know how to clean up a mess on the floor anyway so they might as well learn it at three when they've created themselves so it's, it's also that uh this action created a consequence and so now we have to do something about that.
0: Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. absolutely.
1: And that, that goes into other kinds of behaviors as they get older. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if they get caught doing something they shouldn't do, well, look at, look at what you did. This is the consequence. Now we have to figure out how can we rectify that? How can we make that right if you hurt someone or, or whatever the situation is? Yeah, so that's all good, Good learn. very good learning. Your parents did a good job.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes it went a little too far. No. <laughs> well,
1: well as, as, as the children and even the adult children, <laughs> you know, it's we so funny. I,
0: I, I was having a conversation with with a, a friend of mine. You know, who we're about the same age, and we just said, you know, even when we stay at a hotel, it's so hard not to pull the covers back <gasps> up on that bed before we leave. It's like the respect of. Of even the place that we've just <laughs> you know, we rented the for the thing. night, right? <laughs> it's I like, know. oh, it's a mess. We can't have that. You know. You have to
1: pick up after yourself and at least tidy it a little bit.
0: Right, right. Isn't that All hilarious? the lights
1: hold before you go.
0: Uh, I know. Or else tidying the house before someone comes to help you clean it.
1: Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to have to do too much. <laughs> right. I know.
0: Oh, oh, too funny. But, but. So, so <laughs> Sandy, is there any pointers for us parents and, and the teachers um, um, about helping ourselves keep that balance so that we have the strength to keep <laughs> the balance for the yeah. children? I mean, right. you know, the teachers right. handling so many and us parents who are working full time uh-huh. and... Yeah. you know cooking dinner and making sure everything is there ready for the next day and their tests and yeah <sighs>
1: yeah i know it's 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 overwhelming you know i think it's staying tuned attuned mm. to what's happening inside you and when those moments come of just too much you know just stop and pause and take a couple breaths just be with your breath look outside the window at something you know, maybe there's, uh, you've got a a flower garden outside, just change what you're doing momentarily Mm. and then come back to it. I mean, it's it's having that presence and uh, quieting yourself a little bit. I mean, in the classroom, if the teacher's feeling upset, chances are half the kids are too. Mm. So have everybody stop and let's just have a a breath break. Mm. We're gonna breathe together. You know, three deep breaths in and out. Puff it out, let's do the puffing out. Until it gets more quiet. <laughs> until so, they faint. <laughs> until it, well, hopefully not. Uh, no. Oh, oxygen. <laughs> oh, oxygen. <Woo. laughs> yeah. But you understand. I mean, just pausing. Yes. Um, I, I think that um, just... Being aware of what's going on within ourselves, having that awareness of what what our sensations are, what our feelings are, and noticing where they live in us, and recognizing that, oh, okay, my heart is pounding right now. I have to fix that. I need to take care of myself. What can I do? Mm -hmm. I can breathe. I can put my hands over my heart. I can do a yoga mudra. A very simple one is to have your palms open to curl the thumbs. I know you can't see my hands.
0: You can raise them. Yeah. Let's see. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to go like this. Can you see my hands? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Curl the thumbs in. Wrap the other fingers around them. A really soft fist, turn the palms over. This mm-hmm. is called Adi Mudra, and it is very helpful in bringing the energies down very quickly. You don't even have to do mm-hmm. the breath with it. And, and all oh, of us right. yeah, oh. often have our hands in a fist. Now you don't want it a tight fist because you don't want tension. You're trying to release the tension. So you sit with a nice strong long spine and just hold it for... Interesting. This, this, this like collects the energy. It, it, it collects it, but mm-hmm. it draws it downward. Mm-hmm. So when we're, when we're uptight, we're all up here, you know, and that's we want to bring that down. So the opposite would be if, if we're really tired out then you want to get the energy to come up so that that you know time of day at school when everybody's droopy um, the biorhythms are kind of off mm-hmm. so i'm going to stand up again so you take a stand if you can see me ah here's one One. you have your thumbs up do you know how you do a thumbs up yeah so yeah so just put your hands on your thighs
0: oh with the thumbs up
1: With the thumbs up mm. and just sit quietly long spine shoulders relaxed and notice there's a difference. Mm-hmm. And kids are used to a thumbs up. You know, you do something good so you can think thumbs up. I'm going to get my energy up. I'm going to get more mm-hmm. energized so I can get through the rest of this day. That would be so simple. And just say at school, you could say, oh, my goodness, girls and boys, you are so tired out. I, you're almost asleep at your desk. I think we need to do something about that. So mm-hmm. you can just uh, get say, thumbs up. Put them on your knee, on your thighs, and if you want to, you can softly close your eyes and just pause and wait a minute to three minutes. You might not be able to get them to go three minutes, yes. <laughs> but a, a minute or so, and it should make a difference.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Quick the children and are easy. so clean too that they usually they adapt very quickly, and it, and all the energetic work they respond quickly. Yeah, to that. Yeah, Not like us, we have a little more to chip through. Yes, yes
1: that's true. It takes a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That's a very, very simple. So, very simple. thumbs in with soft hands facing down on the yes. thighs. Yes. And to bring energy up, thumbs up and on the thighs. Yeah. mm, Well, I didn't so, even realize. I thought you know the mudras. You know, we're we're so used well, to the are, mudras. <laughs> there are many of those.
1: Yes. But they are are you know very very simple. Kids do them, we do them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you can uh, more easily bring that into your life. I would say,
0: mm, wonderful, huh? so simple and, ah. yet, and for ourselves too. Okay, we've got mudra timeout. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, really? So you might use within a school. You might use a hand gesture
0: mm-hmm.
1: that use the words "hand gesture," which is what mudra yes. basically means—a gesture. Yeah, and that would certainly be acceptable.
0: <laughs> now, 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 Sandy, um, are these in your book? The mudras
1: are not. If I were to do another one, (laughs) they would definitely be in there. They're in my workshops. But breathing, uh, the breathing was in there. The um, dragon breath, the puffing out was in there. Mm -hmm. Um, How to do just deep abdominal breathing is in there. So different, some other different breathing techniques. There's some um, yoga postures that work to help release tension where we hold it most in the shoulders, Mm -hmm. the back. Uh, Yeah. So... Yeah, unfortunately, the mudras aren't there. That's my new thing.
0: (laughs) So that's going to be in the next edition. Yes, who knows? Or a separate book. Or a separate book. Yeah, uh, uh, what do they call those? The the, the, uh, supplements?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or a complimentary book, or I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Let's see. see. Uh, I am working on some little rhymes, To help kids put their younger children help put their hands in those positions, so that's um, something that's on the on the plate right now. (laughs) Oh,
0: good, good. Yes, record a little CD so that the teachers can have it in the class. You know, you know, I really find music is so helpful with children. You know, it
1: brings them up or brings that calms them down. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah yeah depending on the type of the beats per minute and all those things that are involved with music right, right. yeah yeah shit <laughs> well, all, <laughs> all out but yeah sometimes that's what we need to wake up that's another way to wake up
0: yes I, I, I know that by the time my son and i get through about an hour to an hour and a half i go okay it's time to dance and i put on the cd and i go okay gungnam style let's go <laughs> and we're just dancing all around the house whether it takes one or twice i don't care yeah.
1: one until yeah. i
0: kind of feel yeah. you know that that's all the tension's all shaken out of both of us
1: that's right well because both as a parent us. you're tense too because you're so focused yes. on getting the work done and understanding it there's oh
0: yeah it's understanding <laughs> it is like yeah. what are they asking them to do
1: <laughs> you need to, teach you to help you understand it so that you can help them understand it, it. is I mean. it's,
0: it's it's quite interesting i find it but but yes we we do we need to shake it out just like with them yes. and, and, exactly. and sit back down again so but i i know that the the moment of sitting still or bringing that light energy up will not work at that time <laughs> with my child
1: (laughs) yes well that's that's what's important is to know your child and have this bag of tricks that you go to because sometimes one thing will work and another um won't you know you have Mm to figure that out for your kid Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. what you're doing um i just thought of something too in the book there is a um an exercise called jelly jiggle and jelly it's actually, jiggle. it's a, a Qigong exercise that it, with adults, you would call it bouncing. But um, it helps to loosen up and get the energy moving throughout the body. So it's <laughs> in the, the chapter on movement. in the.
0: Can you, can you give us a little demonstration of jelly jelly? Oh, that's
1: going to be interesting. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> I'm going to try to, well, I'm going to have to tell you that my feet are hip width apart. Oops, mm-hmm. I'm going to get, I'm, lo- I'm caught here. And, hm, I don't know if you're going to be able to see my legs, yeah. but okay. you can see a little bit. Yes, yes. All right, so they're hip width apart, and your arms are loose at your side, and you just let your knees bounce. And you just start, everything starts to move. You see how my arms are just jiggling? Hey, that's like me on the bounce ball. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are. You're just jelly jiggling. And, of course, oh, if I was I like working that. with little kids, I'd ask them what flavor... Um, jelly they are and they all sound oh I'm you know strawberry grape whatever they are (laughs) and so what this does is it actually gets the energy in the body to move Mm -hmm. up and down and spread it out yeah there (laughs) I guess that's enough of jiggling well thank you
0: (laughs) I jiggled with you I was on my ball jiggling like this yes Good for you. Yeah, it, 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 but it does make the difference. I mean, I can, I, I, I do believe um, uh, you're right about it is a qigong move. it yeah. is a qigong move, a which ch- which is just to to make that energy qigong. all the the uh, blocked energy move out of the body. Right. Wonderful. Right. Oh, good reminder. Thank you so much, yeah. Sandy. <laughs> so much. <laughs> yes, it's like okay, it's teachers, fun. that's yes. what you need to do. You know, it's like every day, just do a little, and you can. Have your
1: lunch exactly. or during recess. <laughs> exactly, get them all jiggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand them up. Let's do some jelly jiggle. We've got to wake up. Jelly jiggle, jelly jiggle. Then, actually, I have a little rhyme for that that I can't remember. That's something new, also. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the book. I made up a rhyme. Recently. Well,
0: we're gonna have to have Sandy. What? Bo- Both. What is your land? Bothmer- Bothmerini
1: land. Bothmerini. Bothmerini the Bothmerini
0: land. CD. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Sandy, um, we're at the top of our hour. Is there uh, anything that we might have left out that you might want to share with our parents and teachers?
1: Hi. Well, let's see. We've covered a number of things. I mean, if they are interested in more, certainly my book is Absolutely. available. Yeah. Creating a Peaceful Classroom. And mm-hmm. um, my publisher is Hobblebush Books. And I also have it on my website, which is www peaceablepathways.com uh there are some actual some videos there's a video page that shows some of the different techniques me teaching some of them Mm -hmm. um there might be some of me working with children a little bit I it's hard to remember now but anyway they could look there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I you know I'm around doing some conferences I'll be at um at the NEA New Hampshire conference coming up in early October and um, New Hampshire Early Learning. And then I'm really excited about one uh, coming up. You to
0: come to the West Coast.
1: Uh, I know, that that would be nice, I would enjoy that. (laughs) Yeah, the University of New Hampshire does a yearly uh, conference in, it's usually late fall. This year it's in Mm -hmm. December and they're going to be doing it on uh, violence in the schools. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'll be be at that one also. So I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to those. And I have a workshop at um, Moving Spirit, which is the uh, yoga uh, studio that I teach at. And this is uh, one called Taming or Waking Up the Lion Inside mm. a Kids Self-Care Toolbox. I'll be going over some of these kinds of techniques. And is that a children's workshop? That's actually for the adults who work with children. Mm, so wonderful. it could be parents, it could be any a paraeducator, a classroom teacher, a teacher. Uh, Daycare provider, mm. uh, preschool teacher. So the, there's a pretty wide range. Anyone who, who works and cares for children, yeah.
0: Yes. And, and what is the best way, like, for example, if, um, if uh, an organization would like you to teach uh. a group of parents or a group of teachers, I mean, what is the best way for them to contact you?
1: Yes, I, I would say uh, they can reach me at um, my email address, which would be Sandy. S-A-N-D-Y at PeaceablePathways.com.
0: Okay, fantastic. And I will
1: get back to them, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for suggesting that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, okay, well, how do
0: we find her? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Smoke signals. (laughs)
0: Yes, yes. And I'd also like to share with our audience that uh, we're actually going to be doing another episode with you, uh, episode 71. That has to do with the bullying that is all around us today. So, uh, we invite everyone, of course, to stay tuned for that the following week. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so thank you so much, Sandy Bothmer for gifting us today with your (laughs) incredible spirit. I mean, really you, you share so much and you bring so much of, you are always so present with everything you share. It's fantastic. Well, thank thank you you
1: so much. I certainly enjoy working with you, Christina, and um, ah, I'm just happy to be back again. I look forward to next week and um, going further. Thank you ever so much.
0: Thank you, Sandy. Best to you. Thank you. And of course, we'd like to thank Segovia Smith and the Yoga Hub team for making this possible. And to each and every one of you for joining us in this new platform of education and information. We're always grateful for your continuous support. And we look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. We invite you to join us live on Tuesdays for Magical Medical Tour at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 Eastern. Wednesdays for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, followed every other week with Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. And again, we thank you, and we would love to hear your feedback and suggestions. If you know of other speakers or if you know of topics that you would like to hear about, give us a call at 818 let us talk Eight one eight. Let's talk, and until next time, Namaste. YHTV's Trinity of Life. Come join me, Christina Suzama, as I journey to find the many modalities that support individuals from children to adults to elders, with topics ranging from health and wellness, meditation, and inspirational stories. I invite you to visit yogahub.tv every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern.
1: Many people that I know that are trying to diet, for example, and that seems to be on the minds of many today, they always feel, oh, if I miss a meal, that's much better
0: because that way I can lose weight.
1: I I am not an advocate of skipping meals um, because my experience is that it catches up with people. It's the, the old catch-22 of I'm going to be good during the day. I'm going to have this teeny breakfast and this teeny lunch, and then I'm starving, and I'm going to crash and burn late at night and eat a half a gallon of ice cream.